Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. One of the things I don't do enough is thank you for listening to Chewing the Fat. And I want to thank everyone from around the world who listens and downloads and subscribes to Chewing the Fat. Of course, the number one country is the United States. But then we have Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, Germany, Japan, South Korea, Netherlands, Italy, and my favorite, Unknown. Thank you to all of you who listen and subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors. Let's make this a movement, uh, you know, a special chewing the fat movement. You can write your own jokes to that. But thank you very much for listening to Chewing the Fat. I mean that from the bottom of my, well, it's Fat Pile Friday, so fatness. And uh, thank you all for listening and subscribing to Chewing the Fat. Thank you for following me on Twitter at Jeffy JFR and Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. And although I don't get over there as much as I should, because it's still alive, I'm told, is Parlor, And it's Jeff Fisher Radio there as well. Anyway, thank you so much for listening and subscribing to Chewing the Fat and my social media accounts. As I said, it is Fat Pile Friday, so we've got stuff in every crevice of the fat pile today from crime to health to animal and bug world to sports to ai to space to entertainment to corona updates to the tsa to politics and of course a few extras thrown in there as well so let's get to it welcome to chewing the fat let's get this day started uh happy birthday to disney world turning 50 today if you're listening live it is october 1st 2021 so happy birthday to walt disney turning 50 today of course uh, that opened up uh in 1971 on this very day october 1st boy so much has happened in the last 50 years it's pretty incredible to think about. I was just thinking in my mind what times were like in 1971. You know, for those of you that were alive in 1971. But uh, <laughs> a lot of you were. Uh, boy, do I whew, feel sorry for you if you were alive in 1971. So long ago. Anyway, uh, so much. I mean, it's incredible the things that have changed in the last 50 years. And even if they haven't changed, I mean, things that have happened. You know, in 1971, uh, the Pentagon Papers, Nixon goes to China in 72, Roe v. Wade in 1973. We're still having that abortion battle. Uh, Nixon resigns out in 1974, Saigon falls in 1975, which we were reminded of this very year again, thanks to the Afghanistan debacle. Uh, the Concorde changes air travel, not even in existence anymore in 1976. Uh, rise of the PC in 1977. So, I mean, we had computers back then, nothing like our handheld chain to the world now 
1978, Jonestown, the uh, cult's mass suicide. Iran was born in 1979. Reagan was elected in 1980. AIDS impacts uh, America. It started in 1981. Um, we start looking at what's going on. Now, they talk about uh, the computer was born. And then in 83, they say the internet was born. Uh, they talk about uh, chemicals killing thousands in India. Reagan and Gorbachev meet in 1985. We had the shuttle tra- tragedy in 1986. Uh, you know, the stock market tanked in 87. Good thing that was never going to happen again. Uh, <laughs> the Berlin Wall falls in 1989. Democracy in Poland. I had a friend of mine that was so so big on democracy in Poland. He had friends there, traveled there. I mean, just an amazing time uh, during the 90s in Poland. Uh, America goes to war in the Middle East in 1991. Oh my gosh, no kidding. And that's just another lifetime ago. Amazon was born in 1994. The cloning, the dawn of cloning actually in 1996 uh, it just, uh, it seems like all these things are, you know, they're history events, but really these, some of these things change the world. I mean, in 1998, the age of Google begins that changed the world. Um, the space the international space station opened in the year 2000. Just, I mean, that's, that thing is uh, was still out there, right? I mean, it's like a, it's been remodeled a few times, sure, but uh, it was still a Facebook. Facebook in two thousand four. I just went back and was I was look going through this list. I know uh, USA Today has this list of you know these big events every year of uh, you know things that we all remember, but some of these events were you know just that events, but some of these things you know actually did change the world. And we, uh, we look back on it and you think, yep, that changed the world. And, you know, when you look back and we're only a few years away from Donald Trump being elected, that kind of changed the world. Uh, just a tad, but it certainly changed the United States for sure. Uh, and don't, don't forget, uh, this has a list of 2019 Hong Kong protests, man, that seems like a, a, another lifetime ago. 2019 Hong Kong protests. What happened to take that out of the news? What happened to take that? Oh, yes. Yes, I remember now. COVID-19. So anyway, it was just, uh, you know, a lot has happened in uh, in 50 years for sure. And uh, just to mention, I know this started with Walt Disney, Disney World turning 50. Uh, just remember that Gatorland, uh, my favorite theme park, is uh, a 72 years old. So just a tad bit older. It's not right where, you know, it's in the same neck of the woods as Disney World, but it's, uh, you know, it's right there on Orange Blossom Trail, uh, just south of Orlando. I think that's actually like the the line between Kissimmee and Orlando. Like that may have changed since the last time I was there, but it is the alligator capital of the world. So if you have an opportunity to go to Gatorland, please do so. I'm not even a paid spokesman for them. And remember, bring your own hot dogs, unless they want me to be a paid spokesman for them. And then, of course, buy your hot dogs there. Because pork products are going through the roof. According to this, bacon is more expensive for Americans than it has been in the past 40 years. Pork chops 
has only gone up 7% uh, in the last 12 months. The bacon that you and I like to purchase and have for breakfast, 28% price increase in the past 12 months. Just incredible how prices are going through the roof. And that's just, you know, they're, they're separating bacon, but Costco, Nike, FedEx, all warning there's more inflation to hit consumers as holidays approach. And they're talking about, uh, you know, shipping costs and supply chain bottlenecks. And that should persist, according to them, through the holiday season. Yay. Yay. And we talked about uh, the shipping issues, which I want to get into because I got an email from uh, listener Tom who broke down a little bit of what we were talking about with Costco the other day. But remember, Nike said that 80% of its shoe factories in Vietnam are closed. Uh, The chip shortage going to cost about $210 billion this year, according to a new estimate. So we've uh, we've got quite a few issues. But the big thing that I was shocked at, Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree, where everything's a dollar. Everything's a dollar. The joke is you go to Dollar Tree. Hey, how much is this? Oh, it's a dollar. Hey, how much is this? Oh, that's a dollar. Eh, eh, sorry, not anymore. Yeah, we're still going to be called Dollar Tree, but it just isn't going to mean that everything's a dollar. Sorry. Look, I guess they've been, it's been a while since I've actually been in a Dollar Tree. There's one not far from here, and I know uh, my daughter likes going in there from time to time. But uh, I do not go on those little shopping sprees. And uh, she, uh, you know, goes in and tells me what's happening at the Dollar Tree. However, uh, because they got tired of me going in going, hey, how much is this? (laughs) But now I get to actually say it and mean it. So I guess they've had these Dollar Tree plus areas in the store where things are going to be. I think, you know, I remember talking about this when they started this. So they have 8,000 stores. Wow. So um, in part of the store, they have a section of the Dollar Tree plus and some they can go as high as $5. Some items are $1.25 to $1.50. Well, that mix is going to be everywhere in the store now. So they are, things are looking tough in America when Dollar Tree, everything is a dollar except, you know, not really. Everything really isn't a dollar anymore. Sorry. So the other day uh, we talked about how Costco had chartered ships, right? They were renting three container ships and several thousand containers, according to the story, to shield themselves from supply chain delays and rising costs. And I question, isn't that just a floating warehouse? Um, I mean, we still have to get it delivered and get it through the docks. And we have a a story today where they're talking about the shipping workers are talking about uh, a collapse at the docks because of trade restrictions and COVID-19, of course. So, you know, really kind of strange. Well, I got an email sent to chewingthefat at theblaze.com and anyone can send it there as long as you have an email address and the internet. And uh, this comes from Tom and he says, I usually interact with you on Instagram, which is Jeff Fisher Radio, but uh, I felt it necessary to spend a few minutes and give you more thorough answer. 
I've worked in logistics and transportation for the last 15 years. I started working on the carrier side and now I manage uh, the supply chain of a company and they do business, you know, across the globe. Hello. That's capitalism at its finest. Yeah. Uh, there's a few reasons why a company the size of Costco would want to lease its own ship and containers. And then he talks down to me. I'll do my best to lay them out for you here. So you might let your listeners know he's not <laughs> a couple other sentences in there too. I appreciate it, Tom. I'm just messing with you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So, uh, number one cost and port flexibility. When you make a booking with one of the major steamship lines, which own the majority of the containers, you are totally at their mercy for when they ship your product from origin to destination. If they don't have space, it won't just be hard to get it unloaded. It will be hard for it to sail in the first place to illustrate. Let me give you this example. Last year, Shanghai to LA cost $3,000 per container this year we see seeing costs as high as 20,000 to extreme cases of 30,000 per container that is incredible and look they're not going to eat that i know jen saki believes that it's unfair that uh, companies uh, pass along this to the customer but what are you supposed to do? That is just an incredible increase. So that increase is a free market dictating the value of the allocated space. The company like Costco will be hard pressed to make profit paying that much for their containers, given how many they are moving each month. Leasing a ship also gives Costco the advantage of being able to put it into port somewhere they choose and have ground transportation arranged. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I said that uh, I, I knew that was part of the, the deal. Tom. Talk down to me some more. Uh, one of these, I appreciate the email. I'm just messing with you. Once these containers get to the port, the trucker still needs to deliver them to their final destination, which with the driver shortage is a tall order and adding to the further delays seen in the supply chain. So container availability, number two on Tom's lips. Uh, this goes hand in hand with the above comments when there are no drivers to transport containers to the final destination and there are warehouses receiving these containers. They are short staffed because of the labor shortage. The containers wait to unload. There are a finite amount of containers, so they are sitting at a warehouse not getting unloaded. They are not back on the ship going to China to be reloaded to keep everything moving. I didn't, I, was, I didn't think about the finite, finite amount of containers. I mean, you think of those as kind of an unlimited thing. But if you, know, if you say so, they don't have the extra sitting around. I could go on, but you can see how this can, can snowball. No question about it. And I appreciate your knowledge. And Tom goes on to say that he you know loves the show and appreciates it. And uh, he probably won't after this because I gave him a hard time for his email. But I really appreciate it. And it makes a lot. Some of that makes uh, a lot of sense. Uh, some of which I understood and some of which I didn't realize. And so I really appreciate it. Thank you, Tom. And not only do we have a labor shortage in shipping and receiving side of the world, we also have a clown shortage. What? Yeah, I know. I know. Apparently, I don't know. This could be worldwide. This could be a global epidemic. But right now, this story is about Northern Ireland and their appeal for new recruits in the clown world uh, in the Duffy's circus has been appealing for people from Northern Ireland to become clowns. Apparently the pandemic has caused a shortage of the performers. It's caused a shortage of 
everything. Uh, and apparently uh, many have returned to their home countries when the lockdowns came into force and uh, he's looking for some new clowns. And he says, hey, what makes a good clown? Someone who's willing to make themselves vulnerable. And uh, he's now he's he's his own clown. Silly Tilly. Uh, not everybody likes to be laughed at, but for someone who is a clown, your worst nightmare would be not to be laughed at. And so he's having a big, uh, he's having a big, hey, come to be a clown meeting. He wants people to remember that if you want to be a clown, you've got to remember that the circus ring, you're going to have seven to 800 people looking at you. And no matter what sort of mood you're in, you have to light up that circus ring. And a clown can actually be the loneliest place because you're in there on your own and you have to be able to read your audience in a short couple of minutes. You have to be able to get a rapport going with them and interact and feed off of them. Aspiring clowns will be performing a short piece during online auditions being held by Mr. Duffy. As he tries to recruit new team of performers and you can, that's Duffy circus in Northern Ireland. And I thought, uh, maybe I, I thought you had to be registered. You know, you, not everybody gets to be a little clown. You have to be registered. They've got the clown college. And I met one person that was a clown once in Florida. And he told me every clown has a, their own clown face and they get registered. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, don't be messing around. You know, just not just anybody gets to be a clown. I know maybe in Northern Ireland, it's a little bit different. Maybe Mr. Duffy can let things slide a little bit to get you into Duffy's circus. But it just seems to me that not everybody gets to be a clown. And I know that, you know, other circuses throughout Europe are up and running now. And that's, you know, Duffy talks about uh, being in the middle ring, uh, the center ring, and uh, seven, 800 people looking at you. I find that might be uh, a little high for Duffy's circus in Northern Ireland. I think uh, he'd be happy with seven or 800 people. I feel like that's not really a good evening for uh, Duffy's Circus. Or I should say a regular evening for Duffy's Circus. I feel like it's less than that. But what do I know? So if you're looking for a gig and you don't want to be a truck driver, you don't want to unload shipping containers, you don't want to work for Costco, maybe, and you want to like to travel and you're sick of the U.S. or you live in Europe, and Northern Ireland, listening to Chewing the Fat, know that Duffy's Circus has a place for you. All right, let's go to the break room. <laughs> I need something to drink desperately. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm still working on my on my regular bottles, too, not the cans. Oh. <sighs> so good. Okay, so those of you that subscribe to my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher, thank you. I failed to thank you at the beginning of the show, but I want you to know that I'm trying, I'll do my best to not give you any misinformation, okay? Uh, yesterday, the company said that it's removing all content, videos, and accounts 
that put out uh, inaccurate info about approved vaccines, including those that falsely claim shots are dangerous or cause autism, infertility, or cancer. And it's not just about COVID-19, they say. It also applies to an array of vaccines like the flu shot and the measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine. But videos about things like vaccine history, policies, and new trials will still be available. Oh, okay. Uh, The company said in a blog post, uh, Today we're expanding our medical misinformation policies with new guidelines on currently administered vaccines that are approved and confirmed to be safe and effective by local health authorities and the World Health Organization. YouTube will ban any video that falsely alleges that approved vaccines are dangerous and cause chronic health effects. Claims that vaccines do not reduce transmission or contradiction of disease contraction. Contradiction. Claims that vaccines do not reduce transmission or contraction of disease or contains misinformation on substance contained in the vaccines. So, don't be falsely doing nothing. No, I guess that would be called misinformation if you're falsely doing nothing. Wait. Anyway, uh, platforms like YouTube, Facebook, Signal, Reddit, Medium, TikTok, Instagram. Misinformation spreads like wildfire. Don't forget the White House blamed both YouTube and Facebook for uh, spreading misinformation. Then they found out it was 12 people that shared, I don't know, 60 or 70% of the anti-vax info on social media. And, you know, so... YouTube's already, they already had started banning the COVID-19 disinfo videos anyway. So now they're just taking it further and letting you know that we're going to go ahead and do it. Okay. (laughs) Wow. I mean, they keep telling us, uh, the vaccines are the best defense against COVID-19, but, uh, they, you know, they keep wanting to get people vaccinated. And I mean, uh, Biden said 97, 98% is what he wants. We've got at least 25% of Americans that are vaccine hesitant. And, you know, I don't think you're going to win them over. I think you've already passed those people. There's no, there's no way that the United States of America is going to get 97 or 98% of the people to do this. It's just not going to happen. I'm sorry. And that doesn't have anything to do with misinformation. Uh, it has to do with being told they have to take something. Uh, that's one of the things that makes America, America is, uh, I don't know. What's it called again? There's a word that we have here in America. Um, what's it called? Oh yeah. Freedom. That's right. (laughs) Uh, while it seems to be slipping through our fingers a little bit more every day, it's still available. Freedom. Freedom is what we need to hang on to more than anything else. Like the freedom to, let's say, watch the Many Saints of Newark film. Soon as I'm done doing this show today, uh, we're going to be sitting down in my home theater, you know, called a living room and watching, uh, watching it on HBO Max. If you want to go see it uh, at the theater, have at it, have fun. But I have my own theater. 
uh, called my living room, and that's where I enjoy watching things. And so I'll be watching it there as soon as I'm done with you and sharing things with you. Also, I said uh, I thought uh, Only Murders in the Building on Hulu were going to wrap up, and then I sat down. It's like, I think we're on episode seven, and there's ten episodes of Only Murders in the Building, so it's not wrapped up yet. And uh, still fun. Still a fun watch, so I have, you know, eight, nine, and ten, of course, and they I have to wait for them once a week. Man, do I. I really, really dislike that plan. <laughs> I cannot tell you. I know regular TV is once a week, but man, these shows on these platforms that drop don't give me the show, all of it, all of the all of the episodes at once. Man, that is tough to take. And I'm almost done with Goliath too. The eight episodes of season four of Goliath with Billy Bob on Amazon, tremendous, uh, really good. And I'm being told from uh another friend of mine that i need to watch midnight mass so i'll give that a shot soon and see if it's worthy of watching i think it's on netflix and uh we'll see if that's worthy but sopranos immediately following this broadcast at the chewing the fat film location Oh, and I've got some bad news for you, too. I know some of you were really excited about the Justin Bieber erotic art show that was promoted, and it's not real. Not going to happen. I know. I was so sad, too. I can't tell you how much I wanted the Justin Bieber profound and erotic artwork to have a show and a big exhibition, but apparently, false doesn't uh it's not gonna happen they uh they reached out to the <laughs> they reached out to the gallery and the guy actually uh kept the bit going for quite a while but uh the the gallery owner clammed up when we asked uh, is this a scam or are you guys doing a parody uh performance art and so they uh they said they weren't going to let people know exactly when it was going to happen due to safety concerns. And they're not letting the general public know exactly when it was going to happen. And they released a thing. And uh, Bieber's rep said that, uh, yeah, not real. So, gosh darn it. So sad. I know you're bummed too. So just relax and know that you can't always get what you want i probably should have used lyrics from justin bieber so he's got a song called sorry so yeah is it too late now to say sorry because i'm missing more than just your body is it too late now to say sorry yeah i know that i let you down is it too late to say i'm sorry now Well, we know mortgage rates rose sharply last week, and there could be more increases on the way. In fact, that could be, uh, you know, the quote for everything that's going on in the world. Uh, There could be more increases on the way. While rates are still low historically, 
Uh, the housing market is so pricey that even the smallest rate moves are having an outsized effect on buyers, especially those purchasing for the first time. And we know that U.S. home prices continued to stay white hot, uh, jumping over the most ever in July from a year earlier. And how hot is it? Well, it's so hot that a house burnt. It didn't burn completely down, but it had a fire that devastated it, and it's still going on the market. Listing price, $399,000. Now, originally, it would have sold for $535,000 to $552,000. The listing for the burned three-bedroom, 1,857-square-foot house starts with a call out to contractors and continues houses in need of complete renovation or potential teardown and rebuild a uh, buyer to do the due diligence. So uh, the house is being sold. Apparently the house suffered an intense fire in August, blew out the front windows that are now boarded up. Firefighters had to tear out parts of the walls and ceiling of the home to extinguish the blaze. And yet, uh, yes, it's still going up for sale. I mean, it may have been a knockdown anyway. So you're buying a knockdown now for cheaper than what you would have paid to begin with. Only 399000 And I'm guessing you could offer them less, but maybe not with the housing market on fire like it is. Most places, the offers are more than the asking price so that they get the house. Just amazing stories that I've heard. Now, we've all had bad neighbors. Speaking of uh, houses and uh, neighborhoods and how much you pay for it, we've all had bad neighbors. And we've all had that neighbor that you just wanted to get rid of. Well, the Martinez family um, moved into their new home in Virginia Beach about five years ago. And uh, they said it was a beautiful place. They were happy and excited about making a life in their new neighborhood in the cul-de-sac. And she said, the minute we found this home, I loved it. It was everything I envisioned for my family and for raising my kids in a nice, quiet neighborhood. Ooh, not so fast. Now, Martinez, who is black, says a neighbor's music, racial slurs, blinking lights, and monkey sound have made her family's lives miserable. I'm not going to lie. If I had any imagination it would be like this, we would have not bought this house. I would never sign up for this. So we noticed a little erratic behavior, blinking lights that are on a sensor when my family or other family leaves or returns to their homes. They all start to blink. When the sensors are activated, loud music begins to play. He switches the music based on the family that is activating the music. (laughs) (laughs) There are multiple cameras around the house, so he's got 24-7 surveillance and in every direction. And recently, she said that the music switched to monkey sounds. Uh, My husband parked his truck on the street in front of the house, which is city property, and instead of music, he started playing monkey noises. And that, I mean, I don't know what you'd do. I don't know how you'd get around it. You have to try to ignore it, but it's real. I mean, we've had bad neighbors before. This one lady that lived across from my parents' home in Florida was a nightmare. And I could go tell stories. That could be an entire show, stories around her. It was just amazing. And I don't know what you do because there's nothing you can do. You call the police 
And uh, the police say, yeah, well, it's, you know, uh, sorry, nothing I can do. He's not doing anything. He's not breaking the law. What, what he's doing is horrible, but it's not criminally actionable. Oh, uh, okay. So I don't know what you do. She says that uh, he's been playing the N-word skits that he found online. <laughs> I mean, it's not even, it's not funny. It's funny to think that somebody is doing this, but it's not funny when it's actually happening to you or someone you know. And I don't even know these people and I'm pissed for them. I don't know what to do. I, I, I mean, obviously you can joke around about shooting them. You can joke around about accidentally starting a fire. You can joke around about all that kind of stuff, but you can't do it. And that's actually breaking the law. So then you're in trouble. I don't know what you do unless you just set up speakers yourself and fight back with your own sensors and your own lights and do it that way. I I don't know. I don't know what you do. Or you go over and you try to reach out and maybe they have, maybe they have you, you be the one to break through the barrier and try to reach out and say, Hey, uh, no, really we're good people. We just want to live in the neighborhood. And what do you think? And that usually doesn't work. Although you got to try, um, it, because the person doing it is crazy and you're not going to break through that. That just adds to their wackedness. You can quote me on that. That just adds to their wackedness. Um, so it's just, I, I don't know what you do. It's very, very frustrating. It reminds me, you know, I was talking about seeing, watching the Sopranos, uh, as soon as I'm done today, it reminds me of the Sopranos episode, right? Where he <laughs> The guy wasn't going to give him his money back for the down payment on the home that Tony decided he didn't want. And the guy was saying, no, you lost your, you lost your deposit. And so Tony just brought the boat out. Remember, (laughs) put up the, the Vegas music and just started blasting it from the boat into the house. And it wouldn't stop until the guy decided finally to give Tony his money back. So here, I don't know, you know, I don't know what you do. Maybe you call Tony Soprano and have him take care of it for you. Be a shame if there was an ad put in the, in the newspaper online, on Facebook, on any service that you can think of that there would be a big party at this guy's house on a certain night. And it may look locked up, but just come on in and start your party and have fun. Um, boy, that'd be a shame. Something like that happened for sure. Uh, be a shame if, People that were really, you know, under the influence of illegal substances were to just think that the place was theirs. That would be a real shame. I mean, homeless people are moving into places all the time. Remember, we had the story not long ago about the guy living at Alang Stadium in St. Petersburg, and he was stole clothing from the store and consumed a bunch of soft drinks and food, snuck in when the cleaning crew was there, and then he just stayed in the suites. When the stadium closed up, not a bad gig living for free. He was living there for a couple of weeks. Well, they just found another guy in Alabama sleeping in the press box, surrounded by a pile of chicken fingers, candy, and meth. I know. He had was arrested uh, about a week or so ago, and they let him go. And then uh, he was found at the press box. They said, oh, we think we have someone sleeping in the press box so the police found him there he had broken into the concession stand 
and took up all the snacks and drinks and along with, you know, keeping his meth. And then he went up into the press box and that's where he lived. And then the police found him and said, Hey, um, did you have anything to do with the other burglaries and the car theft and the food stealing? And is this meth yours? Yeah, I'm it. I'm the guy. <laughs> Dude, I, you know, meth, I guess, makes you dumb because you never admit it. It shouldn't admit that it was you. I don't know how I got here. It's not me. I don't know who ate these chicken fingers. I have this candy. I don't know what's going on. I don't know where I, where am I? Uh, whose meth is this? But uh, you don't say, yeah, yeah, uh, it's me. <laughs> what? Okay, sure, no problem. <laughs> and I know uh, meth, according to this story anyway, makes you dumb. But uh, there's a new drug craze in Africa. And the DRC has issued a call to action. Okay, so in August, they rounded up about 100 alleged dealers and users of the drug Bombay. B-O-M-B-E. So what is this drug? Well, uh, it doesn't sound like it's good. It's crushed vehicle exhaust filters. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, uh, they steal the catalytic converters and take the honeycomb stuff that's in there and crush all that up. Okay, so then it's uh, it's in a brown powder and they blend it with other pills or using the back of a spoon before snorting the Bombay mixture with his friends. So you can do it straight or you can mix it with other drugs as well, which leaves them in some catatonic state and they just stand motionless for hours or they sleep for days. So, man, does that sound good, right? Right. Let's just snort up some crushed-up catalytic converter and stand motionless for hours. (laughs) Uh, One guy, I saw an interview with one of the drug people, uh, one of the druggies, on the streets of Kinshasa, And he said, we used to drink very strong whiskey. We were restless and we would hurt people. Now, according to this story, he's a gang leader and he was wearing a nice white designer shirt. And he said, with Bombay, it calms you down. You get tired. You stay somewhere, standing up or sitting down for a very long time. When you're done, you go home without bothering anyone. With the exception of stealing the catalytic converters from the cars, The rest of the time, if you're just standing motionless, that doesn't sound like that bad of a gang, to be honest. But, you know, you just get those exhaust filters and crush them up. Man, does that sound good. Maybe the family in Virginia Beach can get themselves some Bombay and grind it up and give it to the neighbor and hope that he just spends his time standing motionless for hours. And that will just end up leaving them alone. I don't know. It doesn't sound like that good of a drug to me.
So Amazon has released their new home robot, and the name is Astro. Yes, Amazon Astro. I mean, we all remember the Jetsons, right? In there, you know, Astro the dog and Rosie the robot. And so I'm not sure why Amazon is calling their new home robot Astro, but okay. I guess it, you know, goes with Alexa. It's kind of like Alexa on wheels and it's got, uh, it's got a little computer screen for a, a head and it looks kind of like a Kindle glued to a toaster oven or something like that. That's one explanation I saw. <laughs> it keeps a watchful eye on pets, children, and home invaders, I guess. It uh, rolls around the house at a couple miles an hour. You'll be able to set boundary limits on which rooms Astro can enter and even make it uh, make it be a, a music beatbox. Uh, it's a slow, I don't know, guard dog. It's kind of like a Roomba that's a little bit taller, but not as wide. Really weird. It's only $999 for day one purchasers. Okay, when it first goes on sale, you'll be able to get it for $999. If you don't get it on day one, it's going to cost you $1,499. So it weighs about 20 pounds. It's about two feet high and it has a drive wheels. Its main drive wheels are about 12 inches in diameter, which is, according to this, a large enough to clear door thresholds and move through carpet. It has a single caster in the back that helps keeps it balanced. It has a charging a charging deck that it rolls into. According to this, it says it has the ability to move in 360 degrees forward, back, or any direction it pleases. One of the cool things that I liked was the periscope camera that slides up. It doesn't say how far the periscope goes up. The pictures show the periscope going up it looks like it goes up about four feet i mean like that i keep looking for them to tell me how high the periscope goes but it doesn't it looks like it goes up to about four feet something like that and that's kind of cool with the camera on it Uh, i don't know you know what you do with it i guess you know if you have upstairs and downstairs it's not going up or downstairs it's on one floor Maybe you keep it with grandma or grandpa to make sure they're okay. The modern, you know, life alert, I guess. I've fallen and I can't get up. And maybe Astro will be able to contact you if grandma or grandpa falls. I don't know. It seems like it's kind of a waste. But we'll see if it uh, if it does more than what they claim right here in the beginning. But for 1400 bucks, no thank you. And while we're, you know, glad-handing each other for our little at-home computers, we have 22 animals and one plant that are probably going to be declared extinct and removed from the endangered species list. This according to the federal wildlife officials. Uh, Sad. The ivory-billed woodpecker um, in Arkansas, gone forever. So is the Bachman's warbler a yellow-breasted songbird that once migrated between the southeastern United States and Cuba. The song of the Cayuo, a Hawaiian forest bird, exists only on recordings now. 
and there is no longer any hope for several types of freshwater mussels that once filtered streams and rivers from Georgia to Illinois. You know, what the story doesn't tell you is all the new crap that we've found and all the crap that we've found that we thought was extinct, uh, but it's not. Uh, so, uh, you know, while I'm sad that we're saying, hey, there's 22 animals and one plant that, uh, you know, are uh, now going to be declared extinct, maybe they'll come back. Uh, maybe they haven't seen an ivory-billed woodpecker because they don't want to be seen. And so maybe it's in the diamond mind of Arkansas and not in the bayous of Arkansas. And the Bachman warbler, maybe the Bachman warbler took off with <laughs> Turner and Overdrive to warble someplace else. I don't know. We find it another 20 years, one shows up. Uh, it's just amazing. We've done stories for the past several years where they have found animals that they thought were extinct or new animals that they found so uh, you know and plus that's what that's what mother nature and earth does um it kind of goes through things you know hey you're not needed on the planet anymore so we're gonna go ahead and move on okay like i think and this is just me and i'm sure every ivory billed woodpecker fan Every Bachman's Warbler fan is going to say, Jeff, you bastard. How dare you? But I'm guessing that life is going to continue on without the ivory-billed woodpecker or Bachman's Warbler or those types of freshwater mussels that were in the streams and rivers from Georgia to Illinois. There's other stuff that will be in those streams and rivers. There's other woodpeckers and other warblers that will be in those trees in the bayous of Arkansas and the songbird that migrated through the U.S. to Cuba. So I'm not really that bummed. I mean, thanks for making the list for me. I appreciate it. Uh, means a lot to me. I know you all are out busy, you know, taking care of the Endangered Species Act. And, you know, I appreciate it. But sometimes maybe Earth just wants something gone. I know it's getting late into the show and i appreciate you coming along for the ride today i mean we talk about the species being gone uh it certainly uh isn't the case with the wild boar around the country and in europe i see where shakira was attacked by a wild boar in barcelona with her child as the animal came up to her attacked her took her bag and went back into the woods she shared the story on her Instagram stories talking about being uh, attacked by the wild boar in Barcelona and took her bag with her phone and and uh, everything in it. Although she had her phone to do the Instagram story because uh, she got it back. They left it in the woods. But boars are taking over Europe. The wild hogs, they're all over the place and people are pissed. Last year, remember, we had the story about the officers facing outrage because they shot a family of wild boar that had wandered into a children's playground. They tranquilized them and then they took them off and gave them lethal injections. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because there's too many of them. 
maybe we need to make them extinct i mean there's thousands thousands of these damn things wandering around europe attacking people create harming humans no thank you they carry diseases they're invasive species and they survive in almost any environment so anytime and we told you about this on this very show chewing the fat how the animals were coming out of the wild and i wasn't even thinking about the wild but according to this there's around 10 million across europe they are becoming a real problem and if they're just coming up to humans in the park and taking their stuff while humans are out walking uh that has to end quickly there needs to be something done and don't forget it's fat bear week speaking of uh wild animals and surviving uh fat bear week get your votes in you can follow me on uh, my uh, jeff fisher radio facebook page and i'm going to leave you with my quote of the week i think i might start something new on fat pile friday and leave you with the quote of the week uh we all know we had the hearings going on with uh the senate hearings with the generals and they uh you know were out and about general milley testified to the Senate Armed Services Committee, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, and uh, General Kenneth F. McKenzie uh, Jr., who was the head of CENTCOM, testified this week. But uh, my favorite quote came from that testimony. General Milley, uh, who was quoting someone else, and I don't remember who, but he said, like this senator said, uh, it was a logistical success, but a strategic failure. Um, that pretty much says to me a failure in the military, but you know, I mean, you could say that about a lot of things. And so I'll just leave that with you. Okay. Not only in Afghanistan, but this administration, and I know I try not to get political on chewing the fat, but that quote this week, I really, really is stuck in my head. It's a logistical success and a strategic failure. Thank you for listening to Chewing the Fat. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.